it was the retail that ignited that passion in mm. me. I founded the Joe Mercer footwear business from one store in Collins Street and we ended up with 30 stores. Was it a lot of pressure? Unfortunately, there is a biological clock. Was which... there someone with you by your side? Uh, well, actually, no. And the idea that that's acceptable has to go. It has to change and we have to change. I want to support Aussies and Aussie families. Matilda Life was founded on first and foremost the principle of proudly Australian made. I am dead against fast fashion. That brand is meaningful to the rest of the world. and welcome to Foreign Influence. Today we're going to interview an Australian fashion icon and a leading retailer, Joe Mercer. Everything's basically designed to be able to be washed, line dried. much for being a guest on our show Foreign Influence. Oh, it's a pleasure, Alina. It's a pleasure to be here. You were born in the north of England. What do you remember about your early childhood? To be honest, almost nothing. So I was born in Oldham and, and when I tell people I was born in Oldham, mostly they go, oh. I moved from there when I was not even two and I've had the advantage of traveling all my life to different countries. My father worked for Shell International, so we, we literally moved every year um, somewhere new. So we were in Holland, then we moved to south of England, and then we moved back to Holland, and then we moved to Canada, and then back to England, and then to Indonesia. So, it kind of went on and on, so all this moving. And there were very different countries. Yes. What was the experience like living there? Do you remember much? As I got older, the memories become much clearer. But yeah, I have wonderful memories and I feel you know, really lucky to have experienced all those different countries. I guess you start to remember when you first go to school and it all seemed new. So wherever I was, it felt new. I had to make new friends. Meet and how about the language barriers? Yeah, well, the language barriers. I typically did go to an American school in Holland 
and I went to a French school actually in Canada where they taught everything in French. There was language barriers, but, but I guess as children you learn. I think I've forgotten it all now. <laughs> <laughs> but how many languages have you mastered? Like how many languages you oh, just... Look, I wouldn't like to say mastered, <laughs> uh, but when I was young, I, I obviously spoke a little bit of Dutch and I did speak French, but honestly, if you don't keep practicing, you forget. So, and here we are in Australia and we speak English. From our chat earlier, you told me that you went to boarding school at the age of 10 in England. Yes, we were living in Canada as a family and I think my parents realised that it's really tough for young children to keep moving, leaving their friends behind. It's, it's really hard. And you've got a brother as well. And I've got yeah. a brother, mm -hmm. yes. I guess my parents really prioritised education and they felt that the best thing in terms of education was for me to have stability. And so I went to a boarding school in Kent in, in England. I was only just 10 when I went. It was an incredible thing in the sense that all of a sudden, there you are. Yeah, your life changed. Your life yes. changes forever. In a girls' boarding school in the south of England, it was, it's crazy really, <laughs> but anyway. But I'm sure it equipped you with a lot of skills later on yeah. in life. Yeah, mm. look, it really did. And I think some of those skills never go away, that independence, that knowing that it's really just up to you to get mm. on with things and... Make your own decisions. Make your yeah. own decisions and be prepared to push boundaries and challenge things. And I look back at that experience and I must say most of the girls who were at, at the school have actually had strong sort of careers and I think that probably is a little bit testament to just if you have to get on with life as a young person you do get very focused and you, you do end up with a career mm. and we've done all different things but most of them are sort of strong independent women. I wouldn't send a child of my own to boarding school because I, I want them around, but I think it's But I'm sure a, it was great education. It was education. a great education yeah. and a great experience for me and also a different era. I think back then yeah. people sent their kids to boarding schools. How did you end up in Australia? My parents were posted to Australia, my father was, and so at 18 I had to make the decision, do I come to Australia and come to Melbourne University and maybe have the opportunity to emigrate here? or do I go to university in England and follow that path? So it really was a choice I made. I did apply to you know, a number of universities in the UK and I did get into the University of Dundee and Manchester University to do economics and I, I wanted, so that was my backup. And then I thought, trial Australia, you, you're in love with this country, the big blue sky, just the beautiful landscape. Yeah. I just loved it. And, and for Europeans, Australia yeah. seems so exotic as well, with oh, Great Barrier Reef oh, and koalas on trees. It was true. Uh, you know, the kangaroos and, and the huge Pacific Ocean. and uh, it, It's such a beautiful country and so very different from anything I'd ever experienced. So I guess, you know, I thought, try University of Melbourne, see if you're enjoying it, see how you fit in culturally and then make your decision. You can always go back to England. So that, that's kind of what brought me here. And I started at, at, at university, I got a job as a casual in retail and 
you know, I started to settle. I got a boyfriend. <laughs> so were your parents as well in Melbourne at the time? They yeah. were, but they were planning at the time to, to keep moving yeah. Yeah. around the world. Mm. Yes, so they were. So I thought I was going to be here all alone. But it's a very welcoming country, actually, and that, that excited me at the time. It was like, wow, what an adventure. back with Foreign Influence and we're speaking with Joe Mercer. Australia is where you entered workforce. Yes. Take me through your professional journey. Okay, well I, I started, I mean not professionally, but I did start as a casual with three different jobs. So I had all at the same time whilst I was studying. So I had um, a job in retail where I was, you know, working at Maya in the uh, Miss Shop department. I had a job as a house cleaner and I had a job working in a bar. I was so busy. And three very different three jobs. Three very different yeah. jobs. I was really focused on. It was never a dull moment. No, and I'm maximising, you know, as much work as I could get. For me, that was an incredible experience. I loved all three jobs. They were all so different. But in the end, I guess it was the retail that ignited that passion in mm. me. I loved walking into a department store. I was in the My Melbourne in Burke Street mm. store and the smell of retail and the customers. And it was- The perfume. The perfume. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love the perfume. So yeah, I, I really embraced, I suppose, that as a career opportunity. So when I'd finished my degree, which I'd majored in geography, what's the relevance, but anyway, I love geography and economics. I just did the graduate training program at Maya and started my journey in retail, became a trainee buyer, worked as a sales manager on the floor, worked out in one of the warehouses. I, you know, I worked in the marketing department. I worked wow. in HR, employing all the Christmas casuals. I, I really had a wonderful experience. How many years were you in Maya? Probably close to, like in that early stage, 10, 10 years, wow. something like that, a long time, right from the age of 18, right yes. through to becoming, yes. you know, a, quite a, a senior mm. buyer. So yep. it was wonderful. Then I, I had my daughter and after that, I founded the Joe Mercer footwear business, which I did really started that from one store in Collins Street and we ended up with 30 stores. And that was an incredible learning journey for me and you know, a wonderfully satisfying experience. That is amazing achievement yeah, for yeah. someone, for a young woman arriving in Australia by herself, having three jobs, looking after herself. <laughs> and from one store on Collins Street to 30 stores, it's, yeah. Did you feel, was it a lot of pressure? There was a lot of pressure. I was getting to a point in my life where I wanted to have another baby and I, I made the decision uh, to have a, another child quite late in life. A lot of people, once they've already had their family, they sort of say, okay, that's it. Whereas for me, it was something so wonderful. And so when I fell pregnant with Sebastian, it was like a whole new chapter opened for me. What lessons have you learned in achieving life work balance as a professional woman? I think one of the most important lessons is as a woman, 
if you do want to have a family, just to think about it and maybe prioritise it just like I think you prioritise your career as a woman. You, you think that through, you plan, you discuss. And I think you need to have that same approach with children because, you know, unfortunately there is a biological clock and I think a lot of amazing, talented young women perhaps just leave it a little bit too late and don't make it a priority. Well, because people want to build a career, want to achieve yeah. something, yeah. And, and they are probably scared that if I will leave, then my place opens up and someone else walks in and then I lose that time of experience. And Yeah, and, and I think, look, I think that is a risk, but I also think you can absolutely re-pick up your career. And I think today it's better than it's ever been in terms of helping women get back to the workforce, assisting with paid parental leave and all, and all those advantages. But it, it's because it's such a rewarding part of life. Um, and look, it's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to have yeah, children. Yeah, but sure. if you but do what, want to. Yeah. But what happened that made you make that decision? So what happened that make you realize that, well, I have to concentrate now more on my family? Look, I was traveling overseas to Europe twice a year. I was traveling in and out of Asia four to six times a year. I was always traveling on my own or mostly on my own. And it would have been lonely. Yeah, yeah I mm -hmm. think it's, it's lonely and it's a lot of pressure. And I, I definitely felt that I couldn't do both at the same time it, and I had two miscarriages actually. I'm really sorry to hear yeah. that. Was Which, there someone with you by your side? Uh, well actually no, so it was you know it was one of those things where it, it really puts in perspective the fact that you can pick up your career but you have a limited time to be able mm. to have a family. How old are your children today? Today yeah. so I've got a 28 year old and a 13 year old. What are their interests in life? Yeah, so what are the things that they like doing. Well, my 28-year-old Sam, she's had got a wonderful career in. She works for CU or Asahi, and so she's in alcohol. So I think that's been a booming business. Absolutely, especially <laughs> during during the last two yeah, years. Yes, I think so. And especially in Victoria. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think we've all we've all had a few yeah. extra drinks. And then my son, well, he just loves surfing, so he's little. He's very sporty, and so I think he wants to be a famous sportsman. But of course, what thirteen-year-old yeah, doesn't? Of course. So yeah, of course. Joe, you re-entered retail, and you have a new brand, Matilda Life. What is that about, and what inspired you to do it? Look, Alina, during the second lockdown in Victoria, um, so it was probably June, July type timing. Last year, two thousand Yeah, so 2020. It gave me a lot of time to reflect. I think we all reflected on yeah. a lot For over sure. that period. Uh, you know, how wonderful family is, the importance of supporting Aussies and people locally. And so it gave me time to sit back and reflect that in this country, manufacturing has all, all but died. And yet I know Aussies want to buy and support other Australian businesses. They want to keep jobs here and they're passionate about it. I just felt there was an opportunity for a brand 
a casual lifestyle brand proudly made in Australia where everything is manufactured here to exist. And I knew that customers really wanted that and that customers prioritised buying Australian when they could. For me, it was a real sort of realisation mm. that we need to support the local pizza shop. We need to support the local butcher and we need to support our local manufacturers because if we don't support those industries, then they will be lost. And other advanced economies all have strong manufacturing as part of the economy in Australia. It's really, it's very small. I think it's less than 6%. These are frightening numbers. They yeah. are. I felt that a brand was absolutely being requested by the customer, but who was providing it? And there are some amazing iconic brands in Australia that make in Australia, but they are at designer price points and less affordable. foreign influence and we're speaking with Joe Mercer. Matilda Life was founded on first and foremost the principle of proudly Australian made and we believe in that right up and down the supply chain where we can. As an example our shipping boxes have been made in Bayswater, our stationery has been printed in Sydney, our leather for our shoes comes from a very old tannery called Packers in Queensland. Our organic cotton, our cotton jersey, has been knitted in Melbourne. So as much as possible, we really want this product to be Australian. It's all made here in Australia, actually in Melbourne. And I'm really proud of that. And that really is genuinely supporting local jobs. Secondly, the brand will be sustainable. And this is something I'm personally passionate about. I am dead against fast fashion. What do you mean by fast fashion? Where people buy very cheap clothing mm. that they wear for a very short amount of time because it happens to be in fashion and then they think it's okay to throw it out. And there's a whole industry that's enormous built on fast fashion where... And when we throw things out, well, where is it all going? Yeah. And it's all going... Into landfill. Yeah. So. I th Fast fashion is the um, second biggest thing, I believe, in landfill. We're not paying the real cost any customer when they're buying a $20 T-shirt that's been made in a poor country under terrible conditions. It's then been shipped overseas, putting pollution into the atmosphere. People wear it a few times and then they throw it out. And the idea that that's acceptable has to go. It has to change and we have to change the attitude. People should pay the real cost of goods. Um, they should then take care of them. Our brand is founded on the principle of we are sustainable. So we are using 100% got certified organic cotton. We're using compostable shipping boxes. We're using absolutely no plastic in our packaging. If I have to send a beautiful dress to someone and it's pouring with rain in Sydney, or, <laughs> then I, I do make recycle just to line the box to ensure it doesn't get damaged. But we, we're just not 
using any plastic otherwise. You're giving a lot of food for thought to our yeah. audience right now, I'm sure. I'm definitely yeah, oh, look, taking I, that I'm on board. about it. And also being made locally means our carbon footprint is less because we're not shipping something all around the world. So sustainability is at the core made in Australia. And then the third thing I really talk about is just quality because... Well, I'm wearing your garments right now. They just feel so nice and yeah. I feel very, very glamorous, but in casual clothes and the pants, the, the way the cut is, is yeah. just so sexy. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I guess the quality aspect, there's no point in Australia trying to compete at the cheaper end of the market because we are more expensive. We we do have a higher cost of labour than some other countries. So, But the people is, who work on your clothes have high quality of life. Yeah, they yeah. do. Uh, and they're highly skilled. So yeah. in, we have focused on using very good quality materials. All of our materials are premium. And then we're using skilled craftsmen to make. People who've really had big businesses have downsized and they have the skill to manufacture and make beautiful quality. The pieces that you're buying are timeless essentials. You won't be sick of them next year because they're not trying to be in that kind of quick fashion market, but they're trying to be ageless, timeless, high quality, cost per wear, it will be good value and you'll enjoy it every time you put it on. Mm. That is the principle of the brand. Mm. And it's a fair price. It's a fair price for the quality that you're getting. I love the logo of Matilda Life with a smile. Yeah. So you're smiling to the planet. <laughs> if you said to me, you know, what is your passion here? It would be, I want to support Aussies and Aussie families. Yes, we've got a really robust and strong economy, but a lot of that strength comes from, you know, mining, um, education. We need to diversify a little bit and also we've got wonderful you know, materials here and we've got wonderful diversity of population, this incredible mix of cultures and people. Why not embrace it and nurture it and, and use those skills and actually develop a robust manufacturing business? People want to buy Australian-made product. The brand Made in Australia in itself has a wonderful connotation of beautiful, clean, big landscape, yeah. blue sky, kangaroos. <laughs> so, so I think, you know, that brand is meaningful to the rest of the world. We should make quality lifestyle product here. And the Aussie lifestyle is something that a lot of countries look to and they want to be part of that lifestyle. Yeah. It is just so casual and easy. We're blessed with Wonderful weather, mostly. <laughs> yeah, mostly, <laughs> mostly, yes. At the moment, what does Matilda Life offer? What can we buy? So we can buy clothes, so shoes? So at the moment, we're starting with a range of women's clothing, including some beautiful linens, a denim program, and then 100% organic cottons. Mm. We're doing a small range of shoes, which made in this amazing factory up in... Thornbury, very high quality, and they're made of really soft kangaroo skin, which is Divine. a a byproduct of the of the meat industry, 
and otherwise would end up as a landfill. But the, actually, kangaroo is a beautiful leather. It's, it's very soft mm. but it's, and lightweight, but it's very strong. And then we've started with some Australian fragrances where the top notes are Australian botanicals. So mm. that's what we've started with. We want to expand into menswear. Men have really got behind and supported Matilda Life. In fact, probably more so even than women. I've had men reach out and say, yeah. love it. Love that you're supporting Aussie Made. And this is, you know, this is at the core of so much of our belief. It's Other, a great feeling to be appreciated. Yeah, 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 it's been wonderful. And then also I would like to, as a full lifestyle brand, we need children's wear and some soft home so that they are projects for down the track. What does the future hold for you, Joe? Well, I guess I'm keen to see Matilda Life as a brand become a brand Flourishing, where yeah. Aussies know that they can buy something that is going back and giving back jobs and skills. So I'm really keen to see that get up and running. And then I really think, Alina, my little passion will be to move into, it sounds really awful, but like waste management, <laughs> in particular, and sustainability. But I have a particular passion around waste and what happens to it all okay. and what are we doing about it. The idea that we just ship rubbish off around the world again destroys everything I believe in. So. You know, that is an area that I see myself getting involved with down the track when, when I have some time. Thank you so much for being such a terrific guest on our show. And at Foreign Influence, we wish you all the best with Matilda Life. Thank you, I am sure it's going to be huge one day, and that one day will be very soon. Oh, thanks, Alina. Thank you so much. <laughs>